Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast brought to you by Yui. Over 100,000 claims taken care of every year. Now that's an impressive stat. For a better insurance experience, think Yui. It is the final NRL Fantasy Podcast of the 2019 season. Chris Kennedy in the studio with Don Brock and it is carnage <laughs> everywhere. Just in time for the last round of the season. Massive, massive injuries. It's going to be hard to get a full 17, certainly of decent players. That's if your team is still alive in your head-to-head comp or in the overall race. So, um, yeah, monster round to, to finish up the season. We will delve into some team lists uh, right now. Starts off on Thursday night, a mouthwatering clash between the uh, the Bunnies and the Roosters. Um, don't think we've quite hit the uh, the team list dramas just yet. Rabbitohs pretty much unchanged. I think it's just a tweak on the bench with the moan in for Kyle Turner. Yep. Um, talking points out of this one? I mean, you know, big game, these two teams, big rivals, not a ton of um, fantasy-relevant stuff. Um, the good news is the big guns uh, are still there at least. I mean, Cook's uh, there for Souths. I guess he's still a captaincy option. Mm. It's funny how much I guess he's dropped down the pecking order since last year when he was uh, easily the most dominant player yeah. in fantasy. Um, Touch quiet last week, I guess. Yeah, Um but always capable of a big score. Um, Cam Murray was super. Yeah, awesome. He's, uh, he's had some really big games uh, recently. Um, yeah, otherwise for South, I guess they're the real standouts. Um, a few people running with uh, Adam Reynolds, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Yep, true. Um, Rock otherwise. solid. I mean, what are you expecting out of this game? Should be... Yeah, Good Roosters have game. Uh, named a pretty strong team. South's got them in round one. And, I mean, everyone you talk to, it doesn't matter mm. if one team's up the top and one's down the bottom or if they're both in or out of contention or if it's a dead rubber or whatever. They just they yeah. do not want to lose to the other team. It's a bit like Brisbane and the Cowboys, I yeah. guess, used to be. Exactly know. right. Um, so I think even though Roosters can't go higher or lower than second on the ladder, a um, bit more on the line for South. They have to win to guarantee a, a top-four finish. Um Roosters, I think they're not going to want to lose. They've named a pretty strong team as well. So um, I think it's going to be a good game. Yeah, if anything, the Roosters have strengthened this week. You know, Cooper Cronk's back, Boyd Corner's back. They want to get momentum going before the finals. Um, you know, we talk about the carnage of this week. It could have been even worse if they decided to give Tedesco a rest, for instance. He's yeah. pretty much every uh, quality fantasy team that's still alive. So good sign that he's still there. Um Angus Crichton's gone back to the bench with Cordner back um, because Mitch Orbison's holding on to that second row spot. Um, we'll get to a few of the big outs later, but um, you know John Bateman is one of the big surprises. So I guess if you're looking for another centre, Mitch Orbison, despite the old Mitch Orbison rule, <laughs> is in contention for that spot. So... Um, you know, good sign for him. He's mm. keeping that starting spot. Well, one of the other rules is that all the other rules don't count when it's round 25. Exactly. So <laughs> gives you a bit of leeway one week, on the Mitch anything Orbison can happen. Yeah. Um, otherwise, that's probably about the talking points for the Roosters. Obviously, Tedesco's great. You want him in your team. Sam Verrills is suddenly a very handy uh, mm. player. Not suddenly. He's had a couple of really big games. Played 80 last week. Made a lot of tackles. Got a try. Um, so if you've got him as a, as a cash-out, he's become very handy. Certainly, you know, anyone playing this week isn't that's in your 21 has suddenly uh, 
they've become much more valuable than they were maybe a week or two ago. Yeah, 100%. Uh, second game of the round. It's another blockbuster, 6pm out there at Bankwest between the Eels and the Seals. Um, mainly a mathematical chance, I think, still of top four, depending on other results. Eels are looking at a home final at Bankwest, regardless of what happens in this game. They have uh, named a pretty similar team. A few, again, tweaks on the bench in terms of the forwards, but nothing uh, fantasy relevant that I can see. Uh, Mitch Moses what did happened not help me <laughs> in our head-to-head Amazing. last week. Um, I really pulled out all stops to, uh, to yeah. get him as well a few weeks ago, and he, he was paying huge dividends. But um, It's been such a roller coaster with Mitch Moses this year where really we were pretty slow, I think, on jumping on the Mitch Moses bandwagon. You know, because he's, he's had patches before. Exactly. Um, for the second half of the season, he's been consistently great for months, you know, a couple of months. It's about 12 um, weeks since he's had gone sub-50, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, crazy. So finally we were all over it the last few weeks, telling everyone, get him if you can. Um, thank God I couldn't afford him because <laughs> <laughs> 26 last week, uh, so far um, below his recent scores. It's his, Yeah, as you said, hasn't scored under 50 for ages. So um, surely that's a one-off. Um, I think he scored pretty well against Manly earlier in the year. So mm, Despite the fact they got hammered through the middle yeah, and he exactly. didn't have a lot of uh, space and, and time to work As with. we've said, there's a lot of ways he can score, so it's really surprising to see him get under 30 points. Um, Manu Mou had another really big week last week. He's just mm. been fantastic. Um, we haven't quite explained why he's become a fantasy gun, but he has. Not sure. I was actually uh, covered an Eels media up this afternoon before coming into the studio for the podcast, and Manu Mo was up for media, and I said, Manu, can you please stay? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> no, he's uh, he's leaving, unfortunately. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, even he, I think, was at a loss to explain just the incredible form spike. He sort of said, um, interrupted pre-season and then obviously delayed at the start mm. of the season with a knee injury and just really hit his straps with that combination with, with Mitch Moses through the second half of the year. He's going to dominate up there oh, yeah. in the Super League. He'll tear it apart. Um, otherwise, I don't think that's there's much else on the Eels. I think Reid Marnie's sort of gone off the boil a little bit yeah. with the minutes going down and everyone else, uh, your Micah Sivos and so on, probably should have sold by now. Um, although, as we said, anyone who's playing <laughs> yeah, this yeah. week's uh, useful in your 17. Uh, they take on Manly, and uh, first of the massive dramas mm. was that peck injury to Tom Travojevic last week. Went off really early with minus one, so massive double whammy there for his many owners, um, I think both of us included. Yep. Um, Brendan Elliott, no surprises, is the replacement there. Um, DCE's been a, a reliable gun half uh, pretty much all year, other than a little quiet patch coming out yep. of um, his, his ankle injury. Um, Adam Fenua Blake was quiet last week after a hot patch of form and, and Marty Tapao sort of got his mojo back a little bit. Um, Jake Travoyevic in a lot of teams, he's been very reliable. And they're probably the main talking points, I think. Yeah, I think so. So, um, yeah, Jake got 56 last week, Tapao got 60. Um, that's kind of par for the course. Tapao's, you know, mm. 40s to 60. Jake's pretty much 50-something every week. Um, yeah, DCE, a good score last week. As you say, pretty good form recently. I guess, I mean, if anything... I don't know, Trebojevic being out, Tom Trebojevic maybe help DC's chances. He's going to have to pretty much run everything and attack himself. The flip side of that is it hurts their attack in general, having, yeah. having such a strike weapon out. So who knows? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised with another 60 from DCA. 
Yeah, I mean, I'd probably be more worried about DC if they lost a, a to Power or a Fenor sure. Blake, and he had less of a platform to to yep. work off. I think he and Turbo work really well together. So, like you said, it might dent the attack, it might cost him a, a line break assist here and there, but um, he still had plenty of work to do, plenty of kick meters, plenty of runs and tackles. I mean, he, right, he might run the ball more or whatever, you know, to yeah. try to make up for it. So, um, I think he'll be pretty reliable with or without Tommy in the uh, the lineup. Second Friday game, um, this is a bit of a dead rubber. Storm can't finish anything other than first and Cowboys can't make the finals. Um, as a result, Storm have rested a few players. I think we knew last week that Munster with that little neck, shoulder, tweak, burner, whatever it was, was, was going to be sitting this one out. And yep. uh, as such, he hasn't been named at all, so no surprises there. Um, Josh Adokar and Brandon Smith also appear to be yep. rested or managing niggles. Um Pappenhausen, though, my word. Yeah, what a player. Um, yeah, there were quotes, quotes from uh, Craig Bellamy today saying that he doesn't like to rest a lot of players um, in the last round of the season. They did it, you know, a decade ago and it really hurt him. So they try to avoid that. They have rested a few of those guys, but none of them hugely fantasy relevant apart from Munster, who uh, is injured. Um, Pappenhausen's, you know, the big one. Just every time he starts, he's been amazing at fullback. I think scored tries in all five games. Uh, what did he score last week? 70-something? 81, 81. Yeah. Huge. Um, and even though this is a dead rubber, at home against the Cowboys, who have mm. not a lot to play for now, and finishing down low on the table, this is the kind of game that Pappenhausen could uh, light up once more. So, yeah, really good point of difference option, I think, at the very least this week. Um, it's also really good to see Cameron Smith still in the team. That could have yeah. really hurt us if they rested Smith as well. He doesn't like to get rested, so yeah. Um, I guess potentially an early shower if they're up by plenty with yeah, plenty definitely. to go, but um, you'd hope he'd still sort of get fifty odd. Do you um, count Pappenhausen as one of the buys of the week? Or yeah, absolutely. I think. I mean, you say not much to play for, which is true club-wise in terms of they can't drop the minor premiership now, but especially the the three guys in those other playmaking yeah. spots, Pappenhausen, Croft and Hughes, are really sort of still vying for, for spots in the finals moving es- forward. Especially, I guess, with the fact that Croft does get a chance this week with yeah. Munster out. So if he really impresses, again, I don't know how much you can read into this kind of game, but yeah. if he's aware of a game, it might be hard to drop and Pappenhausen's, you know, lightning off the bench as well. So he could go back there, who knows? But yeah, he, he's got a bit of motivation, I suppose, to to dominate from fullback once more. 100%. Um, they take on the Cowboys, who, as we said, not a heap to play for uh, at this stage of the season. Although um, Jason Tamalolo, who we thought might miss the rest of the season with that foot injury uh, since coming back, has had two ripper scores mm. in a row. Yeah, 79 and 64. Really good scores. Um, both slightly above average. He's been one of the best scorers of the year. I think top three or four players uh, in fantasy this year. So, again, if you want to... You know, mix it up and go someone other than Payne Haas. I guess he's a captaincy option. Um, be tough to get. I mean, he'll have a lot of work to do against the Storm. But his tackle count will be high. But yeah, tackle breaks might be tough. Yeah, the Storm are the best defensive team in the comp, even with a few of those players out. So you got to try in that seventy-nine. You don't yeah. see the Storm let too many uh, big men go through the middle of them exactly. at the, the try line. Um, and yeah, not much else doing fantasy-wise otherwise for the Cowboys. Saturday footy kicks off the Raiders up against the Warriors. Um, Raiders, I think, need a win to guarantee a top four finish. I'd have to double check, but and, um, and yet they're quite happy to um, rest everyone under strength. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Bateman, that hurts. That really <laughs> it does hurts. Hurt. There's a yeah. few others. Nickel Klockstad is out and yeah, Rappner Rappner. is not playing. Yes, correct. But Bateman's the big one. I mean, everyone has Bateman. Yeah. Um, 
it's going to be the difference for a lot of teams, you know, between having a full 17 and not. Um, they've all got them, you know, we've all got them in our centres uh, in all likelihood, which is messy again. You don't really want to waste a trade on a centre if you do have any trades left. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just really hurts. I mean, it's he's, really he's, he's a 60 point player that you can stick in your centres. He's been amazing. Mm. Um, but, you know, what a season, I suppose, his first season in the NRL in fantasy. Yeah, and I mean, I guess the, the fact we all do have him in the centres and he's been so reliable, there's no real standout options. Otherwise, we talked about Orbo at the top and he should get a, a decent score starting in the second row. Otherwise, you're down to, like, Latrell Mitchell, Wilhawati. Re- I mean, the best case is really just gamble on someone who you think is going to score a try or two and like yeah. Latrell Mitchell or something and have that pay off. But, you know, your guess is as good as mine with that one. So, who knows? very tough player to replace. Exactly. Um, they take on the Warriors. Uh, it's been a sorry old season for them. Uh, Roger Tuovasashek has been a touch quiet of late, but um, he's in a lot of teams. Jazz Tavanga has had a really good back half of the season, basically since he went into the starting side after Torhu was ruled out long term. Uh, don't really see too many other fantasy options in I there. I think that is it. Yeah, RTS, you know, might have a bigger game against a uh, slightly weakened Canberra team that's going in a bit on demand. Um, Tvanga, yeah, seems really solid uh, of late playing uh, at lock. Um, yeah, th- this game used to be one of the most fun games. I mean, it still is going to be, I suppose. Mm. But uh, a 3 o'clock Raiders-Warriors game used to be just utter mayhem. The <laughs> team could score 100-metre tries, you know, even back-to-back. Um, this year, the Raiders are pretty solid, so it kind of changes the, you know, type of game it might be. But, mm. um, yeah, hopefully it's a bit of a another, you know, wild and frenzied game and, and RTS gets gets amongst the uh, the tries if he's in your fantasy team. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, second Saturday game, the Bulldogs up against the Broncos. Bulldogs, uh, very, very slim finals hopes they were clinging to through that winning run, uh, finally went out last week. But it has been a very strong back end of the year for them. Uh, changes, there are not many, although Dallin Watenis lesniak is out and uh, Will Hopper-White is at fullback where he probably scores even better than at centre. Mm. Um, he was actually dynamite for that 10 or 15 minutes uh, against the Eels when Dallin went off for an HIA and finished yep. up with 10 tackle busts and 260 metres in that game. So definitely a point of difference option this week if you want a replacement for um, Bateman in the centres. Uh, Morgan Harper, who I thought had debuted, but apparently this is his debut. He was uh, pretty good in the trials, but been waiting his chance all year. Hopefully he doesn't score 10 tries because he might <laughs> be a, uh, a candidate for next year as a cheapie. Um, is that about the end of it? Aiden Tolman's probably in a few teams. Yeah, Tolman, another 50. Josh Jackson, another 50 as well last week. Um, they've both been fairly reliable in the last six weeks or so. Uh, but, yeah, the other one to watch is, is Hopper Whitey, I suppose, in that... Um, filling that Bateman role, perhaps. Yep. Um, They take on Brisbane, who technically need a win to guarantee a final spot, although it would take an unlikely draw uh, at Leichhardt to uh, to put them at risk. Um, Milford at the backs had some good scores. Payne Haas, we've talked about a lot. Um, He's been absolutely sensational. He's probably the main captaincy candidate, um, playing absurd minutes and getting ridiculous stats. David Fafita, I think, has scored more points in the last two weeks than most players ever manage in a two-week burst. Um, 100 followed by a 90. Just so many tackle busts. Yeah, incredible. Um, Yeah, and I I think there's been some questions about people looking to buy him as well. Um, His season average is, I think, in the 40s, but... He had a really slow start. He was playing off the bench, small minutes. But the recent form, as you say, is is as good as it gets. 190 in in two weeks. Uh, Absolutely massive. Um, 
So yeah, another real uh, you know, strike player for this kind of one-off uh, game. Uh, Payne Haas, yeah, if you're the favourite in your head-to-head grand final this week, then make Payne Haas your captain, I think, mm. is the simple way to go. I think um, Fafita's probably not a bad trade-in for anyone who's got Ken McInnes on their, uh, on their interchange. That's what I'm looking at yep. this week for a, a one-off strike while the iron's hot and such forth. Um, the final Saturday game is the Titans up against the Dragons. Probably <laughs> not the um, the one everyone's waiting to, to get their game. eyeballs onto. Um, Fantasy-wise, the Titans, they have some changes. Um, without wanting to be uncharitable, it's probably not a big surprise that Callum Watkins is not mm. in the 17 this week. Um, Jai Arrow's probably the only really fantasy-relevant guy, and the return of Mitch Rain pushing Pete's to lock means Arrow is back at proper. It probably hurts his minutes a little bit. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, it probably hurts Arrow and Pete's that change. Pete's got fifty mm. odd, I think, last week at hooker. We had two, he had a good score or two when he first started playing lock, and then he had forty odd. So that might have been the storm almost, game. Yeah, he got a sixty somewhere there, but yeah. Um, yeah um, yeah, it seems like if Rain or Pete's, whoever plays hooker, tends to score pretty well. Um, uh, for whatever reason, just makes a ton of tackles. Arrow, yeah, usually 50s, but prop might hurt him. They're all kind of, at best, 50, 55-point players. Not trade-ins if you haven't got them at this point, I don't think. Yeah, no, unless you've somehow got two trades and you need a, a cheaper yep. option to, to fund a more yeah, expensive option. You feel option, like trading in a Titan at this yeah. point. <laughs> <laughs> which Why not? probably wouldn't be recommended. Um, they take on the Dragons, and that's the other club who really just need the end of the season to come as soon as possible. Horrible blow with uh, McInnes mm. breaking his leg at the end of the game last week. Um, I guess a small silver lining, at least for fantasy coaches, was it happened at the end of the game and he's still got 65, so he's still got all his value if you've got a trade left to use on him. Uh, that means Reese Robson into the starting side. Um, Corey Norman's at fullback with Tristan Saylor on the wing for Zach Lomax, who had a really nasty head knock last week. Um, ben Hunt had a pretty forgettable game uh, IRL, but has been scoring reasonably well in fantasy. Yeah, he got a big score against the Titans as well earlier in the year. I actually quite like him as a left field option this week. Um, you know, the Dragons have been bad recently. The Titans have been worse, I would worse, say. Yep. Uh, you know, Hunt's an origin player. Um, good attacking halfback, so he could get a big score. Um, and I think that is probably it at the Dragons. I mean, if the Dragons, if they get a big win, then a lot of outside backs will score well, but it's hard to know who they're going to be exactly. So with McInnes out, yeah, Hunt's the go-to guy in that team. Yeah, that's probably about all for the Dragons. Uh, then the one everyone's been waiting for, 2pm Sunday, mm. Leichhardt Oval, Tigers and the Sharks, do or die, winner takes all. Um, spot in the finals, beckons for whoever can win this one. Tigers, they're 1 through 17, I think is the same as last week, but down there in the reserves we've got Moses Mbai and Robbie Farah, which means we all get to play the waiting game until Saturday, if not Sunday 1pm team yeah. lists. Yeah, this is a massive game for a lot of reasons. Obviously the... Playing off of the finals, you know, it's basically the wild card game that, you know, was rumoured uh, to be uh, considered yeah. a, few weeks ago, a few years ago. Um, but, yeah, the fact both teams have got superstar players coming back from injuries uh, perhaps makes it even more intriguing. Um, Fantasy-wise, I mean, the Farah and Embi thing doesn't necessarily have any... Um, Effect, I no. think um, Luke Brooks has been fantastic yeah. recently. Um, a bit like Hunt, kind of a left field option in the halves. I think he's averaged better than 50 this year, but his last five games have been massive. Um, he scored almost as many points in the last two weeks as David Fafita yeah. has, really. Yeah, 95 and 85, huge. 
Um, they had a lot of good scorers last week. Mamorowski got well, the last two weeks. Yeah, yeah. the huge wins over the Dragons yeah, of course, and then the Knights. So. A little so bit of a don't know how much you can read into misleading. That. Yeah, um, but if you back him to do it again at, at Leichhardt, he, he could be a one to gamble on. Um, Momorowski, I wouldn't expect to get a, another huge boomer, but I mean, attacking centre and goal kicker. If you need a replacement for John Bateman, yeah, I yeah, don't know, could true. do worse. Um, did you talk about Madison? Uh, I didn't. Um, what did he get last week? Forty something. Yeah, he's uh, sort of a bit up and down. He's mostly pretty reliable, but. Hasn't got too many boomers in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Has, the, has his role changed at all with this being named at hooker business? Well, it more seems like Benji's playing exactly, the yeah. dummy half. So I don't know. He's basically just playing in the middle. And big Shouldn't minutes really still, affect but... him too much. Maybe just an extra middle forward in there. Maybe mm. dilutes his work a little bit. Yeah. So if Farris starts, maybe that frees up a bit more for Madison. This could be wishful thinking. I'm not sure. Could but... potentially be bad for Brooks as well. If he's yeah. sort of... He's, um, you wouldn't expect if he's coming in with a injury cloud over his cracked tibia that he's going to be scooting out a dummy half yep. too much. So he might just be feeding it onto the halves, which might still suit Brooks. Yep. Um, Sharks, as you mentioned, plenty of players under an injury cloud. Sean Johnson, who hurt a lot of us, myself included, by being a laid out last week. Not just late, but late in the warm-up and mm. late in the round, so there's basically nothing he could have done about it. He's been named despite um, that quad strain, so hopefully he plays. Uh, Matt Moylan, I think, is in Jersey 21, so he's a chance of playing. Um, at this point, Josh Duga named a fullback. He also got injured last week, um, rubbed out with a, an HIA. Um, and Fafita, unfortunately, he's not getting the minutes because mm. he's destroying points per minute. Yeah, fantastic scorer when he's on the field, just isn't on the field very long. Um, what did he play, like 35 minutes yeah. last week? And scored 50. And still got 50 um, minutes. So, yeah, for his owners, yeah, all you want is 45 or 50 minutes and he can get you a monster score. He did that a couple of weeks ago, got 70, I think. Yeah, in 43 minutes or yeah. 45 minutes. So... Um, yeah, I mean, his, his fantasy scoring is fantastic. It's, it's just game time. So, um, yeah, not much you can do about that, I, I suppose. Um, and, yeah, Johnson's the other one. Obviously, very big player uh, for fantasy. This is one of those things he could, if he's ruled out, this could be the deciding factor in some head-to-head matchups, especially mm. this late in the round. You can't really make any changes at this point. Um, so, you know, unless you've got a trade to spend on a Nathan Cleary or Mitchell Pierce or something. There's only one other game after this one. So, yeah, huge decision to see what the Cronulla does with, uh, with John Johnson. Yeah, absolutely. And probably the, the last talking point, Britton Nakora, who was absolutely sensational the first half of the year, really tapered off the second half. A few big scores interspersed mm. with some smaller scores. I know a few people were talking about selling him. A few probably did. Uh, if you don't have him and you need to get rid of Bateman, he'd be another option yeah. uh, to bring into yeah, the centres. definitely. And uh, the round finishes off uh, another dead rubber, two non-finals teams, the Panthers and the Sharks, out there at Panther Stadium, 4pm on Sunday. Um, Penrith, I thought, were reasonably, I don't want to say impressive, but they fought pretty hard against the Roosters, just didn't quite have the, the class or the execution to, to trouble them, which um, was the final nail in their coffin. Um, Wade Egan starts at Hooker, which I'm a bit surprised he didn't last week. Sione Katoa's gone to the reserves, Jerome Luai's back. Um, Fantasy-wise, Fisher-Harris, he's been a bit up and down since I bought him. He was pretty consistent before Mm. that, otherwise. um, Cleary, quiet as well. Yeah, he's been quiet of late, 40 last week. Uh, Fisher-Harris, 60-odd last week. Um, Kikau's the other one, he got 70. So I think it's 
depending on how this game goes, if it's you know a, a tight, lowish scoring tussle, then Fisher Harris gets a lot of tackles and hit ups. Um, but Kikau, uh, you know, can score against most teams if he gets a chance. The Knights' goal line defence is not great traditionally. I was so going to say their edges are a bit flimsy. Exactly, Kiko might enjoy that. So this could be one of those games that Kikau goes goes very large. So again, another one of those good uh, point of difference buys. I think if you're looking to sell a McInnes or or Bateman, perhaps. Yep, uh, and for the Knights. Um, again, just a couple of tweaks in the forward pack. Lucky Fitzgibbon is back. Um, Ponga has probably not been as good through the closing rounds as we would have liked. Pierce has um, had one or two decent scores in amongst some disappointing ones. Yeah. Uh, Connor Watson's almost probably the best Knights fantasy player at the moment. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Clem has been really good for just about a guaranteed 50 yeah. or 55 every week. Um even in games that they've won recently. Uh, yeah, whereas Watson, um, it really suits me if he gets the 80 minutes at hooker, which he will again, Danny Levi's out for the season. So yep. uh, he gets through, you know, 35, 40 tackles, and he's running games uh, very good in terms of tackle breaks. So he got uh, mid-70s last week, could do the same again this week. Penrith's, you know, defence isn't great either, so... Um, yeah, I really like Watson as an option, covers a couple of positions as well, which is handy. So I think he just edges Clemmer as the best buyer in this team. 100%. Uh, we put the shout-out on Twitter for, I mean, obviously questions will get answered, but also just any bad beats, horror stories, bad trades, etc. So we'll get into some uh, reader feedback now. Start off with Paul Burns, who's a bit cranky with us. Do you remember early on in the year when Payne Haas was suspended and you both said there was no certainty he would be a gun? Are you both happy to admit you were wrong? I remember it well. I wasn't a certainty he was going to start. They had Matt yep. Lodge, Joe Fangawi, uh as starting props, both you know, origin-quality players. Uh, Haas was suspended for the first four weeks of the season. Yep. They had the best young forward pack in you know, the comp, which was all true, but it turned out to be that Haas is you know, the best forward of his generation and an instant impact. Uh, yes, I ate my words pretty quick when he came in and started getting some monster scores. All right, well, I'll, uh, I'll run the defence here. So, for starters, we didn't say that he would not be good. We just said there was no guarantee that he'd be an immediate success. If you can find me someone who said that Payne Haas was going to have the best season by a fantasy prop in history, rookie or otherwise, yeah. in his rookie year, um, well, I'll take my hat off to them, but I don't recall anyone I, saying that. And I think it, at this, like right now, we're kind of used to the idea of Haas being an awesome fantasy scorer. But think about a couple of years ago, Cameron Smith was the undisputed king of fantasy, had been for years. And then last year, Damien Cook produced an amazing season to topple Cameron Smith at last and now Haas immediately has gone past both of them with a massive, massive mm. season. Playing front row, not necessarily uh, the kind of position that scores great in fantasy. There's only a few of them uh, mm. who score can you know score 60s on a regular basis. Um, probably just him this year with Fafita dropping off. So amazing. The fact he was also out for the first four weeks of the season meant mm. he wasn't a great buy anyway necessarily. It's the time of the year you want to get as many cash cows as possible unless you were certain he was going to be a, a star. Um, you know, it wasn't the worst decision to mm. leave him out. Obviously it cost you a trade if you did that like we both did but yep, I, was, I can say I was wrong there. Right. Well, to add into that, if I had my season over again, I would again not start with Payne Haas. I would buy him after rounds 
four or five because, like you said, you want those. I'd probably start with different cash cows, but I wouldn't start with Payne Haas because you could start with someone else making money and use one trade to get him in. Um, and also look at David Fida, who we are talking about before. Mm. I think he had six scores under 30 in the first 11 rounds. Yeah. Sure, he's a gun now, but he's almost the same as Payne Haas in terms of being a hugely rated yeah, teenager true. coming through in a stack forward pack. For, for, for Haas to be paying... 80 minutes or, or 65 plus minutes every week. I don't think anybody yeah, saw no that one could guessed it. Um, so yeah, no, I'm happy with how we managed that one, Paul. <laughs> Thanks for your feedback. Um, follow up from Paul Burns. Also, I have a question. I'm in still the, after advice. I'm in, I'm in the final for my head-to-head with no trades. Who should I bring onto my bench for Turbo, Pete's, Toto, or Verrills? That's some good depth he's got. If uh, I don't great. know if this question came in before or the... Uh, Carnage with the team list with Bateman and those guys out. He might have to use a few of these guys. But, um, I suspect did. Yeah, but uh, on current form, I'd say either Pete's or Verrill's first. I would say Verrill's one, Pete's two, Toto three. Yeah, let's go with that. I like it. Um, Tiffany Tenney writes in, I beat my husband by one point twice this season. We're playing each other in our head-to-head final That's this weekend. I'm feeling lucky. Both have no trades left. Both have McInnes. He has Turbo, and I have Munster. Going to be an interesting final. That's um, probably the opposite of a bad beat. That's some super lucky stuff. Bad, bad beat for the husband, I guess. Um, I'll have a bit of intra-family competitiveness in when fantasy rolls around. Brandon Scott Lee has a few ups and a few downs. Um, traded in Tom Dearden and played him the week he got zero. Mm. I also played him the week I he think got I did zero that as well. Yeah. I got him before that, but that certainly stung. Traded Adam Reynolds in for round 12. I feel like that's about the time he copped a knee in the back yep. from uh, from the Eels. Owning Kerrod Holland to start round one. Mm. Well, he finished last year pretty strong. He I did. See the logic. A lot of people that. like Kerrod Holland as an option this year. Captain Fafita for his 11 score. Quite that a few hurts. people did that as well. Yeah. Um, on the plus side, he traded in Mitch Moses in round three, Manu Ma'u in round 19, and David Fafita in round 22. And is in the top 70 somehow overall. So oh, Nice little humble brag at the end. Not, not a bad season, really. Um, another bad bad luck story coming up from BRB Tea Break. I had 21 players at the start of week 21. Now I can't even field 17. Might be down to 15 if Johnson doesn't play. Mm. Bench has Braden Burns, Cam McInnes, Mitch Kenny, Robbie Farrah and Cameron Munster. Ouch. Yeah, that does, that does sting. I'm sure there's a few people uh, in a similar situation. Sam Poole traded in Jack Bird and Manasse Fanu in round nine, only for Bird to do his ACL and Fanu not to get an increase in minutes, effectively burning four trades in a week. Um, I reckon it was probably a bit late to be jumping on Jack Bird to be on it. Obviously, hindsight's a, a beautiful thing. Still a bit harsh to have someone ruled out for the season. Than Super unlucky, yeah. He was one of the better centres in fantasy back at that point in time. Mm. Uh, Scott McCormick traded Bateman in the week that he got injured. Also traded Staggs out as he went on his little run. Um, in the end, Staggs trade got me upgrade. I ended up getting Bateman back in eventually. Currently about 1,500th. Goal was top 1,000. Best of a finish. Well, that's uh, nice to finish on eye. Always good. Good job. Um, Tyrone Dubased God. Uh, is in the grand final trading McInnes out. What are the best options out of David Fafita, Ryan Pappenhausen, and Daly Cherry Evans? Sounds like all three of those will be cancelling out an opposition player. Oh, all three of them are, okay. Or just DCE. Maybe just DCE. I mean, if it is just DCE, if in other matchups you're ahead, then play it safe and cancel out his Cherry Evans. Otherwise, I mean, God, it's it's hard to tell with those two guys, Fafita and Pappenhausen. They've both been uh, amazing in the last mm. few weeks. 
and it really comes down to one or two massive plays tends to help those guys. Mm. Um, I'd probably go. I mean, Pappenhausen against the Cowboys in Melbourne could it, be anything. It looks really juicy as an option. So they can both get eighty or ninety. Like, really. Yeah, and they're both so fun to watch those guys. Yeah, no, really. If they're in your team, so I think I'd go Pappenhausen, but flip yeah. a coin. Just buy whichever one you'd rather watch and cheer yeah, exactly, for. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Declan Horn, I need some help, lads. Head-to-head final this week, and I need to trade out Munster for a half or a wing fullback. Who's the best option out of Luke Brooks, Connor Watson, Ben Hunt against the Titans, Mitch Moses or Anthony Milford? Thanks, legends. <sighs> so tough. I'm going to go with Connor Watson. Yeah, yeah. I thought last week Watson would be a really good option. Um, they thumped the Titans. I've got no idea what they're going to be like against uh, Penrith this week. Um, he almost like unless it's the Storm or the Roosters or someone he seems to be pretty good at busting a bunch of tackles he's got a lot of ways to score so yeah yeah Watson's probably very safe Uh, it's funny Mitch Moses suddenly (laughs) isn't one of the the top few options but take out last week and it'd definitely be Moses in this list yeah Um, I don't mind I don't mind Ben Hunt as a a wild card against the Titans this week yeah true could get a few tries this um Feedback. This sounds like a bad luck story as well. Andrew M, you got me by six points in head-to-head. It was round six. Still keeps me awake. <laughs> I don't know if that was for you or me, but uh, apologies on the behalf of whichever one of us it was. I think that'd be you. Uh, Killian Amini. Three times I had minus scores. Yeah. Copped Corey Oates' minus seven. Brenton Hayden's minus eight. And a minus one from Jerome Luai. No, Tommy Turbo minus one. Yeah. Let's dodge one there. Could have been four. Yeah. I know a few people caught that minus eight from Brenton Aiden. That was uh, yeah. sad times for anyone who had him in the 17. Very rough. Um, Nathan Stein, I bought Burns the week he did his hamstring back in round mm. three or four. Nathan, I am with you. I did exactly the same thing. And let's not forget Tedesco Drinkwater in with RTS slash Drinkwater out. App stuffed up the trade and counted as a double. Mm. We'll have that trade available this week. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure that makes sense. No. Anyway, who's the best trade in one trade for Bateman? Um, if it has to be centre, I think probably just what we've been through already is your Nakoras, your Orbisons, your Hopawati at fullback, almost like the best of the bunch. Yep. Otherwise, it's just a wild card who you think might score points. Omarovsky's in form, but don't expect Lightning to strike twice. Could be Latrell. Yeah. Yeah, Latrell's the other one. Um, is that the end of the feedback? There may have been one or two more. I don't know. Oh, I've lost track. That's anyway, enough. What a... What a tremendously exciting and at times frustrating season. <laughs> Have you got any more horror stories of your own that weren't mentioned in that list? I um, So all pre-season, I was really sour on Jacob Host because I said he's not mm. a fantasy scorer. He doesn't score well. Yep. Um, and then he came out in round one and played 80 minutes and got 38-odd with plenty of tackles and I needed a, I to get rid of someone. Might have almost jumped off Victor Radley after round one. I forget yep. who it was. But I bit the bullet and got him in, thing. and then it turns out I was right the first time, not the second time. And I wasted yeah. two trades on Jacob Host. Yeah, that does hurt. Ockenbohr, I got that on that bad yeah. a bit too late, and but it was not worth it. Two huge price rises, and I got him in for his stinker, and that was the end of it. Yeah. Tom Dearden's another one. I think he was mentioned. Yeah. Didn't make... The, I mean, it made sense I got Dearden early, so I made a bid. I made 100 out of him or something. Yeah. Um, Braden Burns, I said just before, I bought him the week he got hurt. I and then I sold him and then I bought him again and he got hurt again. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's still in my team. <laughs> Clogging up a spot. I, I think we both um, jumped off board Anthony Milford and, and Chance 
a little early. Yeah, Chance I sort of felt a bit more vindicated recently, although he had some huge scores the few weeks I traded him out. Yeah. Um, Milford's a bit more frustrating. I really just it sounded like something that was going to need an operation and he wasn't going to play again. And then turns out he was fine and he can play fullback and run a lot and score heaps of points. Yeah. Injuries are unpredictable sometimes, unfortunately. Yeah. And my big thing this year was just to make sure I didn't run out of trades before the end of the season. And mm. then I had three trades with about three weeks to go and I double traded uh, to get Whitbread out and I had to sell an injured forward. I've already forgotten who it was and got Mitch Moses in, which paid off. But then obviously the no trades thing didn't really... And Moses didn't pay off that much last week. Yeah, until until round 24. Yeah. So many bad beats. Look, there's always next season is the important thing. <laughs> well, we'll have, we'll have a few more fantasy roundups. Um, we'll do some kind of debrief. I don't think it'll be a podcast. We'll do something next week. We'll have teams of the year and obviously going through everyone's prizes and who did well. Yeah. Um, and obviously there's just a big off-season of planning our, our round one teams for next year coming up. Never too early to start planning. I've already started. Excellent. See you next year.